So may we be intent to cultivate our minds together on this third day of the new year, the third day of January 2022. And may our lives be fresh and invigorated with minds that are good and wholesome. We see that at the beginning of a new year, people have various hopes and wishes for their lives. They wish to have happiness, to have happiness in their lives, whether through material wealth, uh, material possessions, and so on throughout the year, or to improve in their studies, to improve in their work, to gain responsibilities in work or a higher position, to have good health, or to have happiness in their family, have harmony in their family. And we see that that which we need is Dhamma, because the mind with Dhamma is able to give rise to happiness. Because Dhamma brings happiness into our lives, and we see that the qualities of loving kindness and compassion, metta and garuna, give strength and energy to our hearts and allow us to live together in the world. As we see that Having been born into this world, we meet with old age, meet with sickness, meet with separation from the loved, and meet with death. So whatever our wishes or efforts to obtain those wishes, we can't realize them all. We can't be free from old age, sickness, separation from the loved, and death. So we look more deeply, we see that we make effort, we try not to get sick, and we'll meet with some degree of success. But as we get older and older, and we keep trying to be healthy, it becomes harder to do. For instance, if one is older than 80 years, the body is degrading more and more. But it's something not sure. Some that are 60 or 70 years old, they may get sick a lot as well. This is something that happens. For those 60 or older, they get sick and die as well. This happens as well. So that we see that we can't place any trust in condition formations. So may you contemplate this point of Dhamma. And if you have any obstacles in your life, may you patiently endure first. Have Kanti first. Have patient endurance with your studies, with your work. And we see that this quality of patient endurance, we need a lot of it. We need it to the utmost level. And it helps us to overcome obstacles in our lives. And in terms of our meditation practice, our Dhamma practice, we try to have mindfulness to know that which is arising. We experience greed, aversion, and delusion. We try to know them as they arise, know that they're present. We may not have a lot of samadhi, a lot of collectedness, and the kilesas cover over our hearts, and we feel that we can't do anything because it's like we're in the fighting ring, like we're a boxer or fighter, and we're fighting with the world champion. So in the beginning, we have to patiently endure a lot in our practice. 
I have uh, greed, attraction, anger, aversion, delusion. We have to patiently endure these first, have patient endurance in our hearts to the utmost. We may want to speak or criticize, may want to follow our likes and dislikes, to follow our hearts. But we practice not to do this. And this is sila. We try to practice generosity to the best of our ability, practice sacrifice and giving, doing merit. And if we find we have any obstacle with this, we try to recover from that. We see that this quality of sila is very important and brings our practice up to another level. So it's something we have to practice and do a lot to cultivate sila a lot. And for monastics to ordain as monastics, it's something that's not easy to follow the 227 precepts, to follow the brahmacharya, the holy life. And to ordain from a young age is good, or from an old age as well. And for one that ordains at an old age, they may have a lot of sanya, a lot of memories from the past. And a young monk may see an old monk and think that the old monk is very much at ease, very relaxed, that they don't have any problems. But that young monk doesn't ask the old monk what it's like. Because the older monk may have a lot of chaos in their mind, a lot of distraction, a lot of thoughts and busyness because of all these old memories and perceptions from the past that come to bother their heart, to disturb their heart, lead the heart to be agitated. And for those that are ordained since a young age, they've thrown away the world already. They've thrown away and discarded that which they like, and that which they're attracted to. They've thrown it away on the outer level. Lumpu Cha would teach that this ordaining as a monastic, it's not easy to throw away your, your likes in this way to throw away and discard that which you want to do. But this is throwing away on the outer level. To throw away on the inner level, to discard things on the inner level in the mind is even harder. So we see that bringing the mind to samadhi, to peace and collectedness is important. When we have rapture, this is able to uh, stop the anger and aversion in our hearts. And when samadhi arises to a greater, a greater level, then we have sukha, happiness arise. And when this happens, then we don't have attraction for sukha, pleasure and happiness in the world on the outer level, because we enjoy and like the happiness that arises from samadhi even more. So we have the qualities of applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, happiness, and one-pointedness. And this is samadhi that's well established. <clears throat> and this samadhi is something that's incredibly useful, something that we have to train in and practice to bring our mind to one point, to have rapture care for our minds. So we chant, we recollect the qualities of the Buddha and sometimes we may not be chanting the full chant, but still we recollect the qualities of the Buddha. 
recollect the great compassion of the Buddha, compassion that is incredibly vast, without limit, without compare. So we recollect this and we can feel rapture arise. We recollect the purity of the Buddha who is able to win over the defilements of the mind and realize purity of mind. And who is able to do this? He was the first to be able to do this. So we recollect this, which can give rise to rapture. And so this can arise easily. We recollect Bhutto, and rapture arises. The hair stands on end. We have the various uh, symptoms of rapture arise in our experience. We feel fullness and happiness in our hearts. And so when we chant, we gather together for the morning and evening chanting and praise the Buddha. We praise the Buddha through our actions of body, speech, and mind. And so the Buddha, we, we wish to meet with the Buddha. And if we were in India and we heard that the Buddha was there, even if he was a thousand kilometers away, we would go to meet him for sure. Even if we had to walk the whole distance, we would definitely go to meet the Buddha. Even being in Thailand, if we heard that the Buddha was in India, and we didn't have any means of transport, we would walk to pay our respects to the Buddha for sure. And so we see the Buddha is on our shrine. So we bow to the Buddha first and recollect him. This can bring rapture, happiness, and a feeling of fullness to our hearts. And then we incline our minds to follow the Buddha's teachings, to cultivate mindfulness, to practice samadhi. And in this way, we're close to the Buddha every single day. That we contemplate to see impermanence, suffering, and not self clearly. And when we see this, then we see the Buddha in our own hearts. And we see, oh, it's just like this. The Buddha's right here, right here in our own hearts. The Buddha taught that if someone were to follow the Buddha around, following him so close, even holding on to his very robe. But still, if that person didn't practice in their own mind, they still wouldn't see the Buddha. They would only see the physical body, the flesh and bones of the Buddha. But they wouldn't see the, the true Buddha because they wouldn't have seen the Dhamma and therefore they don't see the Buddha. And although we may be physically far from the Buddha, if we do the practice, we follow the monastic discipline, we're close to a great teacher, we bring our mind to contemplate anicca, dukkha, anatta, then we see the Buddha in our own hearts. We see it clearly, and we're able to see the Dhamma, because the Buddha is in the Dhamma. So may you practice this every single day to set your hearts on this, to strive in your practice. And for the laity, may you be intent in this to practice generosity, virtue, and to do meditation as well, to contemplate, to understand the teachings clearly, and to see that this quality of wisdom is very important. 
we have loving kindness and compassion to care for our hearts, to bring joy to our hearts. And it's all for the sake of seeing the Dhamma. And these qualities are able to make our seeing of the Dhamma faster. There are kamatana that cares for our hearts and brings us development. These qualities of loving kindness and compassion. And if we lack loving kindness and compassion, then our samadhi is difficult to maintain. So Dhamma practitioners need these qualities of loving kindness and compassion. So may you strive and set your hearts on this, whether monastics or laity, may all of you be intent in this practice.